Hey, Bible students, my name is Keaton Pierce, and I'm your host here on The Curious Christian. Welcome back to another episode of The Curious Christian. I'm your host, Keaton Pierce. Today we're going to tackle another topic that um, I hear quite a bit, uh, and, and folks ask, you know, we read through the New Testament, and we get excited about serving in church, and we get excited about the church in general, and, and some of the kind of the the structure of the church is laid out pretty plainly. Um, all throughout the New Testament, we get um, some some insight into elders and deacons, and, and even in in the first century, we see people who were described as evangelists or ministers, and and, and that structure really has maintained even today. Uh, uh, most um, modern uh, churches that follow uh, Christianity have some variation, and there's certainly a difference in in how we interpret qualifications for elders and deacons, but that's a topic for another day. But but elders, deacons, ministers, that's, that's pretty well a agreed-upon structure. But it asks the question then where we see qualifications for those things, and, and sometimes, and I'm, I'm hesitant to use words like this, but the offices of, of elder, deacon, minister, that kind of thing. But are there qualifications given for everybody else, me, me and you who are, you know, average church member, to, to serve in church, whether that be um, in, in a public setting, um, maybe in public worship on Sunday morning, or something <clears throat> even behind the scenes. You know, Scripture clearly lays out a lot of the qualifications for other things, but, but what about ge- general service? Um, so I, I want to address this by looking, like we do every time, to look through to Scripture to see what, what the Bible offers for us here. Scripture never really provides any specific lists for qualifications for Christian service, um, again, like it does for, for elders and deacons and things. But there's a particular reason why that is, and most of the areas where we see um, service talked about with, with everyday Christians like you and me, the biblical authors assumed that all Christians, that, that and again, what we mean by Christian is not somebody who just likes the ideology of Christianity, but somebody that has put on Christ in baptism. I am a dedicated, committed follower to Christ. Um, you know, I don't consider Christ to just be a great teacher, but He is my Lord and Savior, right? Um, and so definition does matter here. But w- the, the, the early Christian authors that wrote many of the epistles or the letters. Um, Paul is probably the, the chief of these that wrote to, you know, the church in Corinth and wrote to the church in Galatia and wrote to, to you know, all these different places. It was assumed that Christians, when they became Christians, would serve. That, that was just ingrained into their DNA back then. Part of it was out of necessity, right? You remember, you look through the New Testament and you see the church being established and almost immediately began to face persecution. So when we start looking, and, and even sometimes we're, we have a tendency to complain about you know things that go on in church, and, and, and I'm as guilty as any, but, but put it in context of the, the, the first century Christians not only had none of the modern um, advantage and convenience that we have, right? They didn't even really have church buildings. Um, they certainly didn't have all the other advantages that we have um, to, to worship today. And we have the benefit, at least here uh, in the United States, and I know this isn't the case everywhere, but we have the ability to worship without fear of persecution, right? There are people that disagree with us, uh, but we are still free uh, to, to, to worship the way that we want. Um, they didn't have that then. So many w- were thrust into service 
chiefly out of necessity. But beyond that, it was also, that was the model that they had seen um, given to them, right? Christ did that. The apostles did that. Um, one of my favorite out of Acts 6 and Acts 7 is a guy by the name of Stephen. Many consider him to be the first deacon or, or servant that was kind of dedicated to ministry type things. And and the guy was a worker, right? He 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 gave he uh, distributed food. He had Bible studies and and did a lot of things. So it was assumed that people would serve. So really, the the main qualification that we kind of have to infer again, it's not directly stated, is that to be of service, it's assumed that you would be a Christian first. How does that look like in the context of regular everyday ministry today? Um, it really kind of gets into the, the question of church membership and, and what does that mean, and, and certainly that definition um, and, and the priority placed on that has changed really over the years. Let's look at the positive side first. I'm a, I'm a positive person by nature, nature, so let's look at it positively first. Um, those who serve must, and I'm going to say they have the, the, the opportunity to serve based on being members of the local church. The New Testament teaches that every Christian must serve, and that was part of, you know, some people today will say, well, why do I need to quote-unquote place membership at a local congregation? And what we mean by that is you're already a, a member of the church, Big C, but now you move to a new town or you change churches and you meet with their leadership and say, hey, I want to place membership here. I want to be identified with this congregation that serves a lot of functions, one of which is it gives their elders, their leaders, the, the word that gets translated to elder in, in the New Testament, the Greek literally means shepherd. So the shepherd has to know what sheep he is responsible for. That's part of the value proposition of church membership. Uh, but it's also saying, I'm committing to working here. I'm committing to giving of my time. So the New Testament teaches that every Christian should serve in their local context as part of the community that they're that they're with. Um, in 1 Peter 4, you know, the spiritual gifts are beginning to be distributed, and that's a topic for another day. But it, it says that the, the church body receives gifts, and the reason for that is verbatim, it says, to serve one another, that you and I are called to do that. Uh, when Paul talks to the church at Corinth, he says, exercise care for one another. Um, and it's talking about, uh, you know, fighting against division, but he's saying part of being a Christian is serving one another. When Paul talks to the church in Galatians, and again, most of what we understand about Christian service is, is Paul writing letters to churches. So again, the inference there is that it's already, those are Christians. Believers are called to do good to everyone, especially those of the household of faith, Galatians 6 and, and verse 10. So again, the inference is there. So I, I don't want to beat a dead horse, but we see a clear precedent, a clear instruction given that if you are a Christian, that you're called to serve at a local church, and that's probably a discussion for another day of the value, because again, there's this there's a popular notion in today's modern Christian world where why do I need to be tied down to a singular church? Well, um, Paul talked about this back in the first century, and there was wisdom there that extends even till today, and, and we'll, we'll discuss that another day. But again, the commands given here are not given for everybody. Uh, they're available to everybody, but they're not for everybody. They're for Christians. They're for members. And what that leads us to is serving one another is a privilege of those who belong to the church. So perhaps the the more negative, and 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 you know this is just the the reality of scripture. But kind of the negative side is those who are not members of the body of Christ, and particularly um, particularly a a local body should not serve 
at least in most ministries. Now, that's here. here's kind of where there's a little bit of gray. Um, does that mean that somebody that's not yet a Christian cannot be involved in anything at a church? Well, I'm going to say no, uh, but that's because not all activities are created equal, right? There's parts of worship. Well, really, all of our corporate worship is given to us and said, hey, to, to serve in that, you, you've got to be, uh, you have to be a Christian and, and amongst other qualifications. But there's other things that that people can do, but but again, the the you think back to why was all of this instituted in the first place? Why was service talked about? Why did Paul talk about this? Because it, it, he understood, inspired, of course, divinely inspired, but he understood the value that we get out of serving when we become Christians. Really, he's not giving any value proposition to non Christians. Um, so, so, so again, allowing someone that has not yet taken the made the commitment to Christ has not put on Christ in baptism. At very least, if we allowed people like that to serve, certainly in corporate worship, I would say at very best, and you know, best and worst are kind of subjective words, but at best, it would be confusing, right? Because we certainly see a precedent set in Scripture where Christians are the ones to serve there, um, you know, regardless of what the ministry might be. But, you know, God has given the local church the authority to determine who represents Christ in all facets of ministry, and the example we have in the first century are those done by Christians. So just to wrap up a few thoughts, all Christians are called to serve. The qualifications for Christian ministry is basically that you're a Christian. It stops there, right? So the whole line of thinking, well, I don't have the skills, I don't have the ability, I don't have the experience... um, Please, please don't think down that rabbit hole because that is not a biblical idea, right? You certainly are qualified. The parable of the talents points us to this idea that we all are given gifts in some way. It's just a matter of finding out what those are and utilizing them best. So you are talented, um, and I can say that um, w- with complete certainty, even without knowing every individual case, because Scripture tells us we are all gifted. Um, so you are talented, and the only qualification really is that you are a Christian, we can also reason that those who are under um, church discipline, you know, if there's if there's a problem and the eldership has deemed it that they shouldn't serve at a time, and that's a topic for another day. But you know that then that would certainly be another reason why uh, someone might not serve. You know, certain ministries, you know, children's ministry, um, AV, you know, certain things require different skill sets, and certainly that would be something we, every church, churches I've worked with um, and attended, have they, they've pretty well all been in agreement that we want to align positions with people that have interest and skills in those areas. Um, so, so not every you know position is created equal, but 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 really, what are the qualifications? That was the question we want to answer today. What is the qualifications to serve? And the qualification is that you have put on Christ. That is really it. And then he says, I want you to go serve. It is a blessing for you to serve. It's a blessing for you to be able to serve others and to serve our Heavenly Father together. We're so thankful you joined us today. If you haven't already, make sure you like and subscribe to The Curious Christian on all your favorite podcasting sites so that you don't miss an episode. If you want to find out more information, more resources, head on over to CuriousChristian.net where we have all of our resources together, video content, podcasting content, and the like. We hope that you'll join us on our next episode, and in the meantime, stay curious.